Hey there, I'm Kirsten Nichols, and this is Kids Chaos and Coffee. With over 12 years of experience in child development, working closely with thousands of kids in summer camp and after-school programs, I've got the inside scoop on parenting's beautiful chaos. So grab your coffee, get comfy, and let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Kids Chaos and Coffee. It's a delightful blend of caffeine and parenting insights. What's up everyone, it's Kirsten here, and today I have a special episode. I've got a different guest with me today, my husband, Seth. What's up? How are you? I'm good. Are you excited? Sure. (laughs) So this will be a little different. This is his first time on on the podcast, but I know you guys have heard me talk about him a lot. So Better be good things. Actually, everything I've heard on the, I I watch her episodes, everything I've heard is yeah. She probably edits out everything she says bad. Yeah, exactly. So so we start off the episode with a coffee check. So what are you drinking? I think it's Pine Forest or something like that, but it's uh, just a, a K-Pod and then um, hot chocolate, Swiss Miss hot chocolate with marshmallows. I just mix the two together and it's great. So coffee and hot chocolate? Yeah. Is it more coffee or more hot chocolate? It's chocolatey, but you can taste you can taste the coffee. That sounds good. Yeah. Cool. And then I've got a vanilla latte um, with some sweet cream sweetener, I guess. So. Yeah. It's one of my go-tos. Also from a K-Pod, though. K-Pods are awesome. Oh, my gosh. I haven't had that in a while. I forgot how good it is. <laughs> it's good. She should drink them a lot. Yeah, I did. Like daily, but not so much anymore. Okay, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about parenting as a team. So that's why you're here. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So what do you think is one of the challenges of parenting, like as a team? Together. Um, Rolo. It depends. It depends on, as far as us, me personally... Our communication has to be on point in order for the parenting to work out the right way. And and I, I say that to say we communicate very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about things and and we we work through things together. And that is something that I've, I've really enjoyed um, over the years is that I can always count on her. Uh, sure, we, we do get a little upset or heated at times to where we're like, hey, I feel passionate about this. This is the way I want you to do it. This is the way we should do it. We work on it together. But at the end of the day, we always understand that we want what's best for our son and we want what's best for each other. Okay. So I, I really think that communication, if we don't have the communication, that's where we, it, it's a struggle. Yeah. So how do you handle it when, say, I... In parenting Rolo and I do something or I say something maybe discipline wise or whatever and you don't necessarily agree with what I'm saying or doing first and foremost I, I try not to interrupt you or uh, have the conversation with Rolo present yeah. Um, yeah, I want to make sure that he sees that we're on the same page even if we aren't um, he thinks and he observes everything that we do. And so he sees us having, if he, it, let's say she was to get on to him and, and something I don't agree with. And I go right behind and I do the exact opposite or say the exact opposite of what she's saying. 
then he's he's going to know who the boss is, which we all know I'm the boss. But um, that's not good for parenting. Uh, you both have to be on the same page. You both have to be a team. And you have to both, if one person says yes, and the child comes and asks, hey, and you say no, then you're conflicting. And then that's when the child sees that we're not on the same page, or in our case, Rollo, and he will understand, I need to go to mom because she's going to be the lenient one, and dad's going to always say no, or yeah. he vice versa. And I so. feel like you see that a lot with kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a lot of times if Rollo comes and asks me, I'll ask, well, did you ask your mama? And he'll either say no or he'll say yes. And if he says yes, but well, what'd she say? And then I'll get up and go ask Kirsten to make sure that's what she said, just to keep him honest and to show him that whatever we're she said first, that we're on the same page and yeah. we work together. Yeah, and I think I do the same thing if, because sometimes we disagree with how to discipline him, I guess. For the most part, I think yeah. nowadays we're on the same page, but I think in the beginning it was a struggle. To figure out, like, are we spanking? Are we not? Do we do timeouts? Like, what the heck are we doing? Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing I just try to do is what you said and just not disagree in front of him and then wait till he's out of the room and then we can talk about it. Yeah, we discuss it in private. Yeah. And and I said he did earlier. We don't argue. Yeah. We we really try, and I think that's... Uh, we have to put... Oh, we, we banter. Yeah. Yeah, we banter, we go back and forth, but it's not where we're mad at each other, where yeah. we don't want to talk to each other, or we're so mad that we're just, we shut down and do nothing. We yeah. we talk through things, and that's that's something I've really enjoyed um, in our relationship, and still enjoy. Yeah, and I think parenting and being on the same page and making sure we're like a united front with Rollo has helped even just like our relationship to be stronger too. Yeah. Because yeah. we have to really... Make sure our communication's on point with each other, which I think translates to other aspects of our relationship beyond just parents. Yep, yep. And it, it translates into the business world, and we own our own business and different things like that. And so we, we know communication is the key to pretty yeah. much everything. You have to be effective and good communicators. So. Mm-hmm. What would you say to parents that maybe aren't the best united front right now they're together but maybe they struggle um go on a date night and talk through your feelings um try if you're in public you can't get heated i mean you you obviously can but then you're going to be embarrassing yourself and most people don't want to do that um as far as the the masculine side the men's side I feel like a lot of times men are the louder ones. Um, and a lot of times the women just kind of shut down or they're like, hey, gosh, you're embarrassing me or you're talking too loud or stuff like that. So, And it can go either way, but I feel like in, in my experience, I've seen that more prevalent with, with dudes being loud. So, But that's why I suggest go out to a restaurant and talk through things. I feel... That is that is the biggest two first two words of a sentence. I feel when this happens, I feel this way. Or when you do this, I feel and make it to where they have to see your feelings. And if you're in a relationship that uh, you both care about each other's feelings, then it's going to work out. But if one person cares about the other person's feelings and the other person doesn't care at all, 
it's going to be a struggle until that person realizes that they have to care. A marriage is, uh, or even if you're just in a relationship and have kids, if you are together and you've you've made a being, you've made a child, you're in a commitment together and you have to work together. You have to want to care about the other person's feelings. And sometimes it's you have to care more than you care about your own feelings sometimes. So Yeah, I think it's a give and take. Yeah. I mean, with anything, but especially yeah. parenting. How, I mean, I know the answer, obviously, but, like, how do you think, how would you say we balance out, um, like, work and then life at home, I guess, and with Rolo? Because we don't, I don't know if y'all know, but we don't do daycare. He's not um, in school yet or anything like that. Like, he's... He's with us, one of us, pretty much all the time. And even when it, he does get school age, he's going to be homeschooled. Yeah. As far as what we've come to an agreement on now. So whenever that happens and we get into that phase of life, we'll, we'll have to reevaluate and see if that actually works or not. But yeah, for sure. That's what we're looking forward. So as far as balance, um, we have business coaches, and um, one of the, the coaches has said that uh, when people say, well, I have to have a work-life balance or um, a balance in the different aspects that people think are different parts of their life, she's always said that you have one life, and that's always resonated with me to where I have to understand that it's all one life, and there is no work-life balance. It's just life balance. Yeah. You have to set a schedule. You have to figure out what you're doing before you do it. Whenever it comes to like a schedule, you can't just wing it. And I did for a very long time. Um, as far as I, I still wing some things when it comes to my schedule, but um, I have it to where there are certain things that I'm guaranteed to do every single day at this exact time. I go to the gym. Uh, I wake up at 4:50 in the morning. I go to the gym. I'm by the. I'm at the gym probably at 5:20 at the latest, and I get done at 6:30. I get home at 7. Um, whenever I get home at 7, Rollo's waking up, and I hang out with him. And a lot of times I will go wake her up nicely, um, and sometimes I'll I'll cook breakfast if Rollo's hungry, um, or I'll cook toast or bacon and just have the morning be my time to hang out with Rolo before I go do my work and everything else I have to do. Um, but having a set schedule to where you know what the next day is going to have for the most part. There are certain variables that you can't predict um, as far as your schedule, but you can have a base. Having a good solid base on your schedule is, I think, is paramount to being able to balance everything in your life. Um, and then Communicating that schedule with your significant other is uh, just as high of a priority as having that schedule alone. So mm -hmm. Yeah, and then when he's off during the day working, Rollo's with me. Um, and I'm also working, but my schedule is a little more flexible than Seth's right now. So yeah. that's why he's with me usually. Yeah. And then for a while, we would have different days where he would be with me or with her where she wanted to go do things, go work or hang out at the business or go to the gym even, um, he would hang out with me. But just the way my schedule is right now, it's kind of set in stone. 
Hers is a lot more fluid, but. Um, Yours is too, but when he's working, he's working. I can work and be mom kind of at the same time. Yeah. Um, but his, what I mean is his changes, like his hours and stuff change, but. But his schedule is able to change because mine's kind of flexible. So it for us it works. Yeah. Um. How about? We don't have your typical. Yeah. Nine to five or eight to five or ten to six. We don't. Yeah. Neither one of us. And, and one thing with some of y'all viewers that may be business owners, you understand that you're pretty much always working if you own your own business. Yeah. So I see this a lot in mom groups. I know you're not in a mom group, but talking trash about us, dude. <laughs> you've probably heard me um, talk about it here and there but a lot of women say or complain frequently about their husbands coming home and like coming home from work and they're tired and basically they don't quote unquote help with the kids yeah how do you feel like what's your thoughts on that i get it mm -hmm. how do i do you yeah well i don't first of all i don't even think the wording is right mm -hmm. i don't think you're helping me because he's your kid too right you shouldn't be helping me like we're both doing it yeah um i feel like sometimes people are like well i don't want to help i worked all day or what that's i don't even believe in that right me neither. so i mean first of all let's fix that right their language patterns mm -hmm. but um besides that i mean i think you do a good job because I always see that, the comments on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, wow, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't put up with that. Yeah. Now, Seth's there, super involved. Like, he's, he, you're a great dad. Thanks. So, yeah. Thanks. There are days where I, I come home and I'm exhausted. There was one day uh, I came home and it was like 6.30, and I just passed out and slept all the way to the next day. Mm -hmm. But I was tired. And she understood that, and she knew that, and she just let me sleep. Um, and that's where any relationship you have to be able to see that in each other. Hey, she's really tired or he's really tired. I'm going to let them have a break. And then tomorrow um, we'll trade off or something. Mm -hmm. um, like what we do with bedtime and wake and, wake and roll up. You put them to bed, I wake them up. There are some times where I have a meeting at 7 o'clock in the morning and she'll he, he gets himself up. Yeah. And she will get up whenever he comes and wakes her up. He's not going to go do anything crazy. Um, but a lot of times he'll go, mama, mama, or he'll wake her up or something. And, um, unless I'm home, but if, if I'm in a meeting, she, she understands, Hey, I've got to, we're a team. I've got to step in and help or vice versa. She's got something she has to do. Okay. Well, me and little dude are going to go do something and she ain't got to worry about him. Yeah. That, that's being a part of a team. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing that really. I don't want to say we're outliers, but I want to say that we have a, a business that we've had to be teammates. Yeah. And since 2018, 2019. 2019. But us being business partners, owning our own business together has really forced us to grow in the mindset of being teammates. Um, the way we run our business is all of our coaches are team members. Yeah. They're not our employees. Um, and we're not their boss. We're all teammates. So I think that's something that has really helped us in the business realm, but also has helped us in the relationship and parenting realm. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times I view my relationship with Rolo is, I know I'm his dad, <clears throat> but I'm not 
necessarily his boss. They're, I ask him to do things. I don't go tell him, hey, go do this now. I ask him, will you do this? Will you help me out and do this? Well, sometimes we do. If we've asked him and he says no or he's like, I'll do it later, we tell him, no, go, Maybe later. go do it now. Yeah. And he'll go do it. Um, but the, the, I think that's really made us understand that we're in this together mm-hmm. and we have to work together to make it work. Yeah. Would you say... What would you say our parenting style is as a team compared to just the general public? Because I know there's some people that like our parenting style and then some people strongly disagree with how we parent. Some people are very like their kid is going to be horrible when he gets older. Uh, They have no structure with him. They just let him do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. I see it. So I was raised differently than she was. Um, I, my parents were very strict. I don't. Uh, yeah, very strict compared to her. Yeah, yeah. very strict. No, for sure. Um, I had a curfew um, as an adult. Once I, I don't think I was twenty, twenty-one, still living at home. I had a a curfew if I wasn't working. Um, that I abided by. It wasn't like I. I lived at home, so it's kind of like my parents were like, "You need to be home by this time." Were there times that I stayed past that? Yes. Did my dad get upset with me? Yes. But it's because he worried about but me. But you did have a curfew. Yes, I did have a curfew. Um, until I quickly moved out because I got tired of that. But um, I was raised very differently. My, my dad and I had a, a good relationship. We still have a good relationship. My mom and I had a good relationship, and we still have a good relationship. But um, they were my best friend. Whenever I was, when I met you, yeah, senior year, couple first couple years of college, um, they were my really good friends, and they're still my good friends. Um, we see them every Sunday for lunch, and probably mo- more throughout the week, just depending on what we have going on. Yeah, but, like minimum once a week, but yeah. sometimes more. But her parents were a lot more relaxed. Very. My parents were. They, I don't want to say they monitored me, but they were like very observant about what I was doing and where I was going. And they still to this day, um, like we have a camp trip that we're going on this weekend and they're asking like, where are you going? Um, just so they can kind of know, um, just in case. Which my mom does that too now. Yeah. But I didn't really have rules growing up. My yeah. mom, I know you watch this, but I think I turned out pretty good, so. Yeah. I had a lot of rules, but... I think I turned out pretty good, too, even though I did get in quite a, quite a bit of trouble when I was younger. Uh, so back to how we parent, it's kind of our background is he was grew up very strict household. Mine was very lax. And I think that the fact that we're, I don't want to say we're extremely laid back, but we're very laid back with each other. And we talk about what we want um, before we even had Rolo. We discussed, and we, we still discussed throughout the pregnancy and after birth and still to this day we discuss things about how we want things to be mm-hmm. what our future goals are as far as parenting and what we want ro- for Rolo um, and I think that has made the different styles kind of made us meet in the middle now it's not a straight line in the middle sometimes on a certain topic it might weave more wild my way or a certain topic it might weave more her way um, like she said earlier, it is a, a give and take. So there's certain things that 
I'm just like, I don't, I'm not, I, I could, I don't want to say I could, could care less, but it's not a priority to me. Yeah. Whereas it might be a priority for her. I want this to happen. Yeah. And we come to an agreement. We're like, yeah, we're good with that. So. Right. And yeah, you're spot on. But how do you think, generally speaking, people view our parenting style? We let them do whatever he wants. He's <laughs> laid back. And we're very laid back, chill, probably too chill. Yeah. This is just like not really how it is, but I think this is how some people view us. Yeah. Like if uh, if you watch, I know I keep throwing the shout out at their loadout lounge, but um, that's his. Or well, it's our YouTube channel, but it's mostly him on camera. So we went on a camping trip, and we're going to publish it today. But um, during the the trip, we talked about how family members and other people would see it and be like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe they took their four-year-old on that trip or up the mountain like yeah. that and just le- like have a, didn't have a leash on him in case he slid down the hill or something crazy. Yeah. Um, but he made it fine. Yeah, like next to some bluffs and stuff. Yeah. That's what he's talking about. Like some cliffs that were down. And yeah. he was walking up it and it was raining. The rocks were a little slick. It and, was slick. And we, we, we weren't like, hey, you can go on and didn't pay attention to him. We were right with him. But we push him to be self-sufficient because that, to me, and probably, I'm not going to speak 100% for her, but I, I, I feel like we're on the same page I can almost say with 99% certainty she's on the same page as this. But we want Rolo to be self-sufficient because that is going to make life, I don't want to say easier, but more, uh, not as difficult for him. Because he's already facing difficulties right now that some kids have never faced. And he is able to get through them with us guiding him right now. Whereas when he becomes an adult, He's going to, when he gets to the stage where he's like, I'm an adult, I don't need help, I don't need nothing, he may not ask for our help or how to get through a situation. If we've already taught him now, when he's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, he's more susceptible to understanding, hey, my parents, right now we're the awesome people. We're his best friends. He wants to listen to us. Probably 12, 13, he may not want to listen to us. Yeah. Ah, dad, you're, you're annoying. Your dad jokes suck or something. Um, and... So right now is like the perfect time to I really think it teach it's going to yeah teach him resiliency which I kind of feel like so we have an after school program I know I've mentioned it to you guys so we I mean we work with hundreds of kids over the years I've worked with thousands of kids and I feel like one of the things a lot of kids are kind of lacking not all but more often than not is like that resiliency and then like anxiety seems to be so more so much more prevalent nowadays and I think it's because kids are like kind of scared to do things or like afraid to just do this or that or mess up yeah. or yeah. so yeah some parents that are overly protective of their kid and that makes their kid just scared of everything yeah well, or you have parents that push their kid and their kid is like exposed to a lot of different things that make them stronger and it's just I feel like that's what we do is we push Rolo to experience new things, try new things, and and see what he likes and what he don't like. Give him a basketball right now, he'll throw it on the ground, he'll kick it because he wants to play soccer. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because Dada plays soccer, but I, I know that's part of it. But I think he himself likes soccer, and I'm not forcing it on him. 
I'll go out and I'll juggle in the front yard or I'll kick a ball around if he wants to, but I'm not say, all right, let's go out and practice soccer. I don't force him to do anything that he don't want to do. Now, if he says, I want to try something, or if he's like, I want to do this, um, probably not right now, but in the next couple of years, if he says, I want to do this, well, he's not going to just do it for a month. He's going to do it for a little while until it, because I see the, one of the things about our, our business is we're able to see kids, the different stages of their development and we'll see them, they'll try karate for a month yeah. and then like, I don't want to do this anymore. It got hard or I can't do this one thing. And the parents are like, okay, let's and go do something else. Quit, yeah. There are certain things that it is good to push their child to stay in it for a little bit longer. And it's not that the kid didn't even like like karate. It's that that kid has never had to actually put effort into something. So yeah. as soon as they realized they were going to have to work at it, they were just like, whoa, nope, 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 nope. nope. Yeah. And dipped out. And the parents were just like, oh, they, they don't like it. Yeah. And in reality, the kid just was not used to being challenged. Yeah. And just backed off from the challenge altogether, even though it would have been great for them to just push through that, learn. I mean, they would have learned a lot more. And, and the kids still liked karate. They just were like, oh, I'm not the best, or this isn't as easy now. Yeah. Which that's martial arts in a nutshell anyways, but and that's why there's so few black belts. But Yeah. Pro tip, um, if you have a child that is like, you just started whatever sport or thing that they're doing, whether it's, um, learning to be a ninja or doing dance, tumbling, whatever it may be. They try it for a month. They're like, oh, I don't like it. Talk to them and find out why. Mm -hmm. That's where I see a lot of parents just kind of. And I would talk to the coach too. Yes, that too. And also, if you are able to sit in the class and watch, see how your child is the whole class. Don't just be on your phone oh, I'm here, my kid's doing class, and I'm playing a game, Angry Birds or some yeah. crap on your phone. Pay attention and see, like, okay, they're having fun during the warm-up. They're having fun during the actual class. Oh, there's a difficult thing, and they just shut down completely because they couldn't do this one thing. Then you know that it's because they're struggling, and you can communicate with them. Hey, let's, if you want private lessons or if you want um, extra practice at home with me, um, then we'll work on it. But a lot of parents, they don't pay attention enough to see kind of what is going on with their child. Or on the other side of that is they need to talk to their child and figure out what exactly is going through their mind. Yeah, you need to talk to the child. But when I say talk to the coach, I don't mean be like, hey, my kid hates it, like we're quitting. I just mean like ask them what they, like what they perceive because they might see a different side to the kid, especially if you're not watching the class or whatever. They're going to have more insight to the situation than you are because they might they might be able to tell you like, oh, I can tell Johnny loves it, but he get discouraged as soon as it gets hard. Yeah. And like you might not pick up on that, but that's something the coach or the teacher would like. That's their job to know that. And, and they'll be able to tell you that and work with you and kind of give you like advice. Um, I would use the coach as like another resource. And I feel like a lot of parents don't realize that like that's another re that person is like another person in their village or their tribe that can help them yeah and and they don't know everything and and there there are people that let's say you for example she has been around thousands of kids over the years yeah. when she was 15 or 16 she probably been around nine eight 
probably a thousand kids already by then. And not saying that she knew everything about kids, but she had a lot of insight. So if you have an instructor that may look young, you can still ask them like, hey, what do you think is going on? What, What do you think? Because would you rather have somebody that, let's say you go to your grandparent and you ask them, Depending on how many kids your grandparents have, my um, grandparents only had two, um, both sides of the family. So they didn't have a whole lot of experience with kids as far as raising them. But you have a coach or a mentor, whether it's an after-school program, a summer camp program, any of the evening classes, karate dance, tumbling, whatever it may be, they've had experience with literally hundreds of, maybe thousands of kids. I'm not saying they're going to be an expert, but they're going to be pretty close. A lot of times they are, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially if they have their an, own kids. may too. not be an expert, like in the sense of schooling, like you know, they may not have their PhD or whatever, but like, I mean, that hands on experience, it doesn't get better than that. So. Yeah. And they'll have seen hundreds of different personalities and, and hundreds of different trials for the kids trying mm-hmm. to get past this one obstacle where they don't want to do this anymore because they couldn't get past the obstacle. Yeah. Or versus, you know, most parents have one or two kids and. If you've not worked with kids like that is your only experience yep. it's one or two kids versus hundreds or thousands yeah, or, so. yeah. Um, I didn't mention this I don't think I've mentioned it at all but we also have a martial arts program I have a black belt in karate I'm a fourth degree so that's why I said something about black belts earlier. I can still take her yeah probably but yeah so we have a lot of things going on around here but um, yeah so Okay, so I think this is a good time to wrap it up, and we're going to jump into our segment called Little Lessons in Chaos. Mm -hmm. And so, what has been your chaotic parenting moment most recently that you would care to share? Wah. What? Like him saying wah? Yes. Rollo? Yes. And it's not like there's not one certain instant or instance where he said why but it's just every time and I know he's in the curious stage and I understand it so I, I know to be very patient but there's sometimes like hey let's hurry up and do this why and you we really try not to say because I said because I, I'm something that she's talked to me about and it's like you shouldn't say that because we're trying to teach him and get him to understand the why like why we're doing this mm-hmm. um he wanted to watch, um, in my truck I have a DVD player in the back, and he wants to watch all the time. He's like, can I watch? And if her and I are talking, we can't hardly hear. If we're trying to listen to something on the truck, um, we're like, well, we're listening. Well, why can't I want to listen? Yeah. Or he, he, I want to watch. And I think the him asking why, sometimes it does get on my nerves. And I have okay. to really, really struggle to, like, because I said, just be quiet or just yeah. listen. Or I feel whatever. like most people can relate to that, though. Yeah, but <laughs> but I, I think if that's the the craziest, the chaotic thing recently, then I yeah, um, I can't. I got nothing to complain. I about. think my little lesson in chaos, which is just I guess my chaotic moment with him most recently, has probably just been um, catching him outside with no pants on, peeing in the backyard <laughs> yes. randomly. It's not so. It's not something that I've shown him or taught him to do. It's like kind of like what's the word? Um, jarring when I walk outside and he's just like pants around his ankles, yep. peeing. Yep. 
and I mean, there's houses all around. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, get in the house. What are you doing? Pull your pants up. We have a bathroom, but I don't know. I guess he thinks it's cool right now. But if we're camping or if we're outside and there's not a bathroom nearby, yeah, we're gonna have to go potty outside. Well, that's different. But I don't think, and I we've talked to them. I've talked to them. I've had conversation with them. Um, but I think for him, it's a hassle. Like he holds it. He wants to do all these different things. He gets distracted, mm-hmm. and most kids do that at that age. So I think it's like, it hits him and he has to go right then. I'm already outside, screw it. And just takes his pants off and goes instead of trying to come inside, go back to the bathroom and go. And he'd just rather not waste that time and yeah, pull I his pants back think, up and go I think playing. he also just thinks it's kind of fun, if yeah. I'm being honest. But. It won't be fun when it's cold outside. Yeah. And not do it as but, much. But. Yeah, I guess that's mine for now. So nothing too crazy, but caught me off guard when that happened. It was funny though afterwards but i was like bro what are you doing yep. but yeah cool well i'm glad you got to come on the podcast with me today for the first time not the last time thanks for having me of course we'll do it again um maybe next time we'll have reagan or danny here too All right, guys, that wraps up today's episode. Make sure you guys like and subscribe on YouTube. And if you want to reach out to us directly, you can do that through our email at kidschaoscoffee with three E's at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, Get some feedback from you guys or some good coffee recommendations or even some topics that you'd like us to talk about in the future. All right, we'll catch you next time. Bye.